0: Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Kingdom 101 Relationships. I'm Pastor Lindsay Lee of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. I'm kind of flying solo on this one. So prayerfully, I've got this thing going the right way. If not, I've got all these little uh, things from Facebook telling me do this, do that, and do the other. So we will uh, bear with it if I, I am the producer of tonight's program. So Frederick Johnson, Minister Frederick, if you have any comments you go ahead and just text them to me and I'll try to kind of accommodate all of that anyway we're going to get this out we're going to pray we're going to we're going to have some I'm known for this let's go we're going to have some fun tonight and we're going to get back into this word and we're going to talk about prophetic friendships father I thank you and I praise you tonight for the precious blood of Jesus I thank you for the power of your word and your truth I thank you for your goodness your mercy your loving kindness I thank you for the grace to uh, be all hands on deck (laughs) I thank you for joy I thank you for humor I thank you for love I thank you for laughter I thank you for the blood of Jesus the name of Jesus I thank you for your word and for Holy Spirit I yield to you Holy Spirit there are words that you want to release to all of us I open my heart my ears my eyes my very um, being to receive from you and to be the conduit to be the one that releases the vessel tonight that you were able to speak to all of us and so we incline our ears to hear the wisdom of the lord and we eagerly anticipate that which you have to impart to us about how to be better friends and how to flow in the things of god in jesus name amen all right I want to kind of just pick up from some of what we were talking about last week and part of that had to do with the elements of friendship and we're talking about Kingdom relationships we have of course talked about the number one relationship which is that which we have with the Almighty God with with Jesus with Holy Spirit. We have to create that intimacy and then from that we also kind of took a look at being a friend or learning how to even know our own identity. And that the intimacy with god is what gives us relationship uh, with ourselves and it is important that you or i you and i become our own friend and a friend that will speak truth to ourselves one that will listen to the word of god listen to wisdom godly wisdom and walk in those things regardless of what our flesh what our um, desires might be that we kind of keen in and start a key in i should say and start to speak or allow the word of God to to impart wisdom to us so these are some of the elements of friendship my notes are kind of scattered uh, up here and there in but um I have a very good idea of the direction that I believe that the spirit of the Lord wants to take us in and so what I want to do I have like one little page of notes and for those of you that want to know what are we uh, what books we may be coming from the number one book is the all-time number one bestseller which is the holy bible which has been written by our best friend here in the earth the holy spirit the second book that we're going to come out of is my is a book called kingdom 101 which is written by myself and uh let me see i guess i can flash them all like this so the first book is this one the holy bible which is written by the holy spirit and i I'm still coming out of my keyword study Bible. I have to mention, I looked at this and how nice this book, this particular Bible looks. I have the original one of these, which is a hardcover. And that book is so, it's so torn on the spine and stuff, it has tape all over. It's a really well-loved reference book. and. Um, I say book because there's books in the back besides the 66. There's all kinds of old school concordance and looking things up. And before we ever had an electronic anything, this was the way to do it. So these are very well-loved treasures to me. The second book, which is based on the first book, is called Kingdom 101. And that's written by myself. And so we're going to be coming out of this is the good looking one. I have my own Uh, copy that I am going to use, but we come from that. And the third book that I believe we're going to uh, come out of tonight and possibly a fourth one. uh, But the third book that we're going to come out of tonight is called The Grace Factor. And this is another book by Dr. Barry Cook. And I told you that we were, I was featuring his books this month because I'm studying out of them and doing some um, new writings. And these books are helping me to key in on some of the points that I want. So I believe that this has been mentioned before and I know Minister Frederick will put uh, all the references for all of those up and then possibly. Uh, no doubt actually uh, most likely um the fourth book that we will come out of is also by Dr Cook and it's called establishing your course through the prophetic anointing. So I've touched I've held these up for the past couple of weeks and we uh, are, are looking at one or another. And what we're going to do is I'm going to extract some of the readings from these, the gleanings, I should say, because that's really what I did is I've started to glean from each of these. And we're going to delve into what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us about this. So what I'm going to do first is let me introduce a premise to you that I, I want you to look at. We talked last week a bit about how God, when God chooses our friends, they're not necessarily with the same uh, standards, let's say or the components of friendship that we may have for ourselves. We may choose friends, we choose mates, we choose all types of relationships, and they're typically based on our likes, uh, and and omitted or uh, banned or rejected because of our dislikes of certain personality styles, the way a person may look or smell. I mean, there's all kinds of factors that pertain to what we determine uh, makes a good friend. And yet I wanna p- posit this to you, that you yourself, if the if the goal and objective is to y- you personally to be your own best friend or one of the best friends of your life, what choices did you get about how that person looks or this or that? I mean, you can bathe yourself and groom yourself and do all of those other kinds of things for yourself. But you really kind of have the basic equipment that was given to you by the spirit of God. And and I believe that our job if you want to look at it that way, your responsibility in terms of being your own friend is to learn how to treat someone well. And I don't mean from a selfish perspective, but I mean healthy thoughts, as well as healthy food, as well as a healthy environment. And even if you're in a negative environment, to be able to learn how to use the Word of God, to allow the Word of God to move you out, not to not to uh, manipulate in the sense of witchcraft or sorcery, but how to move things around change atmospheres on the internal part of you in order to be able to receive the best the best health comes from an inter a clean internal self a detoxified self and it it is it's spiritual detoxification mental emotional soulless detoxification as well as physical detoxification and that's really the standard by which you or i can learn how to be a very good friend to ourselves treat ourselves right don't take yourself to places where you can be destroyed or uh don't take your mind into places that will cultivate self-destruction it's it's a whole lot of of nuances that are connected to that now by the same token friendships and we looked at a lot of that in terms of the prophetic because I, I think that's really kind of how where I want to end. I'm going to start it and then end in that same place. You want that prophetic edge. You want that prophetic element in your relationships. All of them, our, our relationship with ourselves, And it starts with the things that you find in the word of God. What did God say? Because the words that he spoke are the prophetic utterance that we have need of. Any prophet that is going to operate uh, from the kingdom is going to speak what the king says. That's why in Old Testament, you'll hear, thus saith the Lord, why? Because we're not interested in what Goober or Gomer or any of the rest of them had to say. We wanna hear what the Lord has to say. And that's the same thing today. And so again, I'm going to reiterate, so people say, well, I don't know that I recognize God's voice. That tells me you don't read your Bible. Because when you do, when you start reading the words of God, you learn the patterns and how he speaks and you learn that his, his word from Genesis to Revelation has an ongoing theme of the will of God, what pleases God, what God is looking towards and for. That's, where, that's the direction that the word of God takes you in. And so it is, I had a, a conversation with a friend earlier today, And she was sharing something that someone uh, alleged that she had spoken. And when she spoke the phrase that the person said, that were the words that had come out of her mouth, I said, that doesn't even sound like you. If somebody came to me and said that you said thus and so, I would have to question it because it does not sound like you. I've been around you long enough. I've been talking to you and listening to you for years. And so I've learned your speech patterns and I've learned some of the nuances of the and the way that your mind operates or the way that you operate. And that's by the spirit. And so somebody can say something and say, well, this is what she said. And it's like, but that's not her vocabulary. Those are not words or phrases that she would actually put together. That's not something that she would actually say. And so i questioned it just in the, in the sense that it's like because i know your voice and that's the same way that we are to be when when the lord is speaking it's like i know his voice not according to how i feel not according to all the things that i in a mystical moment or something i go oh this is what god said and this is what god said and this is what god said no that's not how it works what god says has already been written and the pattern of everything that he has to say is in his word. So when you or I regardless of translation you see if it's a correct rendering of what God has said there is a there is a way there's a structure there's a pattern in which he speaks. He only speaks truth. Truth has a sound that cannot be Emulate it. there can be an attempt to imitate it there can be a, 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 a an attempt to duplicate it but you cannot or replicate even but you cannot fake the truth you can speak something and appear in a false light and make it seem to be the truth but when truth shows up everything that is not truth it fades out or it it, it gets uh, it gets blasted basically because the word of god is the truth and that means that the light will also shine through and that's the light that you want radiating from within yourself do not write this down please write this down no, do not not do not write this down but write this down do not make a habit of lying to yourself do not tolerate lies to yourself not not something somebody else has said to you And definitely please not something that you say cultivate truth in your life make that your only standard for what how your actions will be if you uh, because if you don't if you don't then you will be open to a lie you'll be open to deception you'll be open to letting just any kind of thing come in and, and, and saying, oh, well, this is what God said. Well, it may have been a God of this world, but it was not the creator possessor of the heavens and the earth. If you cannot find it aligned with his word, and this has to be the standard, that you as a friend to yourself, as well as as a friend to others, I am held to the God standard, to the kingdom standard, not, not the standard of a religious doctrine or rather a, a, a behavior of a church, but the kingdom, uh, radiance, the light that comes from the Word of God, that and only that can must be how and what you how, what you deal with. And I, I pray that 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 makes sense to you. And I do have to keep checking to make sure if, if I hear anything from Minister Frederick. So now take that into the prophetic relationship with somebody else. Relationship in a in marriage, we're going to get to those in a couple of weeks. But relationship in 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 your uh, interactions whether it's your romance or it's it's your friendship your um uh, brotherly love uh so the phileo kind of thing or whatever it happens to be you want that element of truth to be the standard i we come into this friendship being friends thank you minister frederick uh you come into this relationship being friends and it's got to be rooted in something so here's what the holy spirit kind of uh, i was hearing as i was preparing tonight whether it be friendships or relationships they're either formed by god or they're formed by circumstances you may have fallen in you know trench buddies we went through something together and we built our friendship based on the on the brotherhood of, of a war or we were only two survivors standing when all of the flack was coming at us or or something along those lines we survived from the same neighborhood the same childhood the same school something along those lines. That's one of the ways that friendships are formed from childhood, elementary school, whatever. I have childhood friends, I have junior high school, uh, you know, whatever that is. And that might be one of the ways that your relationships have been uh, bonded or or joined together. And then there are those that are formed by God. Now, some of those childhood friendships or those things that we came, through the same thing, through the same church or the school of hard knocks or the, the good place or whatever it is, we, we met at a club, we met at a laundromat, we lived in the same apartment building, we were married to siblings, whatever it was. You have things in common, but what I'm talking about when we're talking about the friendship is what are the roots of your relationship? Are they rooted in the kingdom or, in, or are they rooted with the things in common? you can take a relationship with someone that you have things in common with and you're looking for the spirit of god is this transplantable can we uproot it from things in common to things in kingdom and the reason that you want to do that is to elevate the standard of the relationship what's been good can be great can be great in the kingdom not just good in the world and and the identification starts to change because the word is going to enter in and it's going to modify it's going to to move some things around and so one of the things that you want the friends that you're able to keep is because both of you are now rooted in kingdom and not just rooted in in the past we talked i know for the last couple of weeks even about the old thing of, oh, I, this is my bud. We go way back. They know my secrets. They were with me in Vegas. They know what actually happened or any of that type of stuff. So they know you by your malfunction. They know you by your past sins and deeds. And they know you by your wounds. And they know you by your secret, uh, the dark places. And they, they remember you. They were with you. They walked through with you and so forth. And all of that is great. There is no knocking of any of it but the friend that is closer than a brother is the one that is the covenant because that some people say well blood is thicker than water but according to the way covenant terms are blood is thicker than milk it it, it is the thing that says the milk of the breast makes you brothers sisters if you will uh, blood relatives according to the blood of man but the blood of Jesus, that covenant blood, that covenant blood is thicker than that of the womb. And I I can't give you the address, but I'm sure the minister will, but Jesus asked the question when he said, your mother and your brothers or your family is out here, you're acting kind of nuts, and your family is kind of calling you out, Jesus, you know, and he said, who is my mother, who is my father, I, or brothers, who is, who, who is my family, those that do the will of my father, those that do the will of God, the covenant, this is what my fa- family has to transcend, kingdom family, and this is controversial for people. It doesn't mean that you negate your blood family. It doesn't mean that you forget about your your uh, biologicals on any level whatsoever, but you want to elevate the way you treat them. From the old, we grew up together, you used to steal my crackers or drink my soda, you know, when I was, or my chocolate, in my case, it was chocolate milk. Uh, <laughs> you always were trying to take my stuff. And I know you with your little dirty self and so forth and so on are all the familiarity must give way to the blood to the to the standards of the kingdom in order to be able to elevate to expand and to grow and to accomplish the will of God so this is uh maybe I, I You might be looking, go wow. You speak something a little different. Uh, how you know? Do do you have grounds for this, or, or any of that type of stuff? And the truth is that that's what he's saying. Jesus said, I call you know you were my disciples. You walked with me, you talked with me. But now I no longer call you disciples. I call you my brother. And he tell called them friends. And he said, I call you my brothers. You go when, when he rose from the dead. What did he tell? What did he tell? Go tell my brothers. I go to their God their father and my father so there was a change of relationship as kingdom truly began to manifest and so you can keep the siblings you can keep that biological but the element that makes it stronger is that kingdom root and that's what we're talking about sometimes it's not possible you may be the only born from above individual in the family right now but that kingdom connection that you have can start to elevate can, can begin to start uprooting your family from the roots of the world and start to bring them into the kingdom because you're relying on a covenant, on a strength that is greater than you. And as you and I increase in relationship and intimacy with Holy Spirit, that increases the capacity for understanding. And it begin, the more you increase in knowledge, the more you and I increase in relationship and intimacy with the holy spirit the easier it is to believe that um what he told what what peter said to cornelius believe on the lord jesus christ and you and your household shall be saved whoever you are that so stop being so anxious about your mother your brother your sister your father your children are they going to be saved i don't want them to go to hell cease and desist from always speaking the negative the evil always speaking the fear because you keep polluting your atmosphere and you keep toxic um, creating toxins in your own system by which it is difficult for you to speak words of faith because you are so prone to instead promote words of unbelief and words of doubt and words of fear you see if you are born from above you don't speak the words of the tormentor you speak the words that come from love and by staying in that intimate place with him you begin to see that god has a plan that god knows exactly where and when the the change of life is going to happen for all of these people that you are fretting over and the longer you take Spreading over your own the more you're failing if you will fail is got to be kind of the word you're ignoring what you were put here to do because none of us were called to fear for the eternal um uh events or fear for our the lives of our family i've got family members that are all constantly running out there with the risk and the grace of god keeps them Because the trust in God is there. You see, faith is built upon, is predicated upon trusting Him. You said this, and you know what you're doing. And so I refuse to allow myself to be guided by fear. I refuse to allow anxiety to lead me in the path of my life. I I really do. Personally, that was a decision I had to come to. I refuse to follow the thoughts of anxiety. I refuse to walk in the direction of thoughts that are fraught with uh, breathlessness because I, I, I can scarcely breathe because I'm so anxious and so scared. I would be in direct violation of a command from God, do not fear. Do not be anxious for anything. He's basically telling in Philippians, trust God, stop taking on fear and anxiety and fretfulness and worry and stress because none of those things come from god and so therefore you're not being prophetic you're speaking the pathetic words you're speaking the 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 doom and the gloom that comes from the fallen spirit you're not speaking that that comes from the ascended, the risen lord jesus christ nor are you speaking from your ascended place from your seat in the heavenlies and that's where the prophetic comes in so there are fires that come to purify us, to purify our mind and, and all the different acts, uh, aspects of us. But there are other fires, hellish fires that want to come and burn and destroy your hope. Don't let that be. You have authority over that. Again, the roots of your relationship, the roots of the relationship that we have, are they in the kingdom? Your roots, your personal mind your your beliefs your uh, where are you flaking where are you shaky? where are you still talking the wrong talk where are you still nervous where are you still saying stuff uh fretting about your health fretting about your wealth fret, fretting about your your mama and them what are you doing what are you doing okay because that's the kind of thing that you're going to have to look at and that's the kind of thing that we pursue with uh, with him. Now, we're going to look at a scripture. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 53. So you can go ahead and turn over there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this. Um, I'm going to read first, I think, out of um, Dr. Cook's book, out of the grace factor. And, and then we want to reference that scripture. And then we'll go into uh, another book, okay? So what I was looking at here, one of the things, and um, there's so much about in this. But I think where I want to go... Huh. let's look at um i think i didn't mark everything i was going through here today but here it is where he says um well i'll just read this part yeah okay let's go to page 70 we're going to be in chapter four which is the power of grace and I want to start, though, before I read that, I want to read the, um, the intro to that. That's on page, you're going to find it on page 72 in the book. So it's Grace in Action, okay, so that you can see what that looks like. And I was really looking at this and how it worked out with friendship. Um, the first scripture that he references in his um, epigraph, the first part, is First Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 in the New King James Version. And it says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks let him speak as the oracles of god if anyone ministers let him do it as with the ability which god supplies that in all things god may be glorified through jesus christ to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever now that's first peter 4 10 and 11. The, uh, don't you love that you receive gifts uh grace gifts to to minister to one another we're stewarding this grace, we don't just take it for granted, but we develop it, we 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 nurture it, we hold fast to it, and we allow it to change us, we allow it to modify our behavior, we care for this as though, as it's a treasure from God, I, I have a habit of, when people come to my home, and, and I have a lot of things that I think are a lot of fun for me, um, and I like to keep them, so sometimes I, I used to have people come by, and they would kind of like, treat my furniture and stuff. I don't, I say make yourself at home, but I kind of modify that a little bit. I say to them, treat my stuff like it's mine. (laughs) You treat your stuff like you treat your stuff, but I don't know how you treat your stuff. So treat my stuff like it's my stuff, meaning that you don't get to lower the standard by which I take care of what belongs to me. I steward the, 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 my home, I steward, uh, my furniture, I steward, all the stuff that I have I steward that so I don't want you you may have a better standard you may teach me how to raise my standard but if your standard for your stuff is not the same as mine then I want you to treat my things as though they belong to me. And that's the same thing that we're talking about, about being a steward of God, of the grace of God, of the gifts of God, of the word of God. Treat it like it's his. Treat it at the same level of standard, of understanding that he does. Treasure his things and honor his things, his word, his truth, his principles, his his commandments. You honor his things as though the house of God, the things that you have, the gifts that he's giving you. And that includes people. You treat them, you steward these relationships, you steward your own life as though it were God's. You keep it at his standard and don't you dare lower it to the things that this world has to say. Well, any old thing will do. No, it won't. Trash does not go into your mind. Trash does not go into your body and trash does not come into your relationships. You see, that's what it means to me when I read that as a steward of the manifold grace of God. So when you speak, speak as the oracles of God. You speak with honor to him, speak according to his wisdom and according to his knowledge with him himself being the source of the words. The oracle speaks forth the words of wisdom that come from the source. And this is God. If you minister, you do it as with the ability, which God supplies, steward the ability, develop the gift, treasure it, esteem it, honor it, take care of it. That's what he's saying. And then that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. What, why? Because you're looking at, if you're looking at me, you're looking at somebody that is worth blood to God. And when I look at you, I'm looking at somebody that is worth blood to God because that's the price that was paid for every single one of us. So you and I must treat one another as though god has placed a value on you because he has even if you treat yourself like trash i can't treat you like trash because god has put a price on your life and it is the blood of his son you understand that's what we mean by steward you take care of god's stuff as though it belonged to god and stop lowering it to a worldly standard or to a lower standard you never live according to that somebody needed that so there you go and i i take it for myself all right so here it says also in uh, here's the chapter okay so page 72 everything that you are and everything you have are the result of the wonderful gift of god freely you have received this magnificent grace and freely you must give it to others see what i mean yay actually the only way you can keep that grace flowing in your own life is by giving it away transferring it to others so there's that grace that that love that honor that esteem even if you don't think they deserve it. You know, we always say you gotta earn this, you gotta earn that, you gotta, well, according to the word of God, I I can't withhold it from you just because you you fall below the standard, you're below the, the par. Maybe you are below par. I mean, God told me that about my own self. He said, there's some things and er, places that I want you to walk in and you are below par, you are below the standard, and you're gonna have to, I want to raise you up. And so the last year or so of my life, that's been about coming up to par up to the to the king standard and not just the any old dab or do you kind of thing. So here it is. Uh, you can, only way you can keep that grace flowing in your own life is by giving it away, transferring it to others. Recognize that you don't work to become righteous. You are righteous by the grace that works in you. Now he said this, and I wrote a prayer off of this that I'm gonna share with you right now. He said, ask God to create in you the desire to do the work he has planned for your life then allow his grace to empower and gift you in ways that allow you to find find ways to serve others now i looked at that as a friendship creed and i wrote down lord created me the desire to be the friend or the spouse the parent the minister the business owner etc i'm all of those different well most of those um but um i want to be all of these things that you uh that you have planned for me to be so created me the desire to do the work Necessary to be the friend, to be the spouse at that when that time comes, to be the parent, to be the minister, to be the business owner, to be the broadcast person, whatever it is that I happen to be, um, according to the work that you have planned for my life. And I, Lord, allow your grace to empower and gift me in ways that allow me to find ways to serve others i will allow my eyes to be open and my ears to hear and my heart to receive and so i take that as a prayer of grace for grace to have a deeper better greater work in me and that's on page 72 well the prayer is not but well it is on my book because i wrote it in there but um you'll find that on grace in action and that's something that's in the grace factor uh by Dr Barry Cook now chapter four it opens up with the power of grace and I love that title the power of grace and then he said uh because he talks about Jesus giving himself as a ransom for all from first Timothy 2 6 in the New King James Version but I'm only going to read this one part and then I want to go to the scripture he says in here all areas of human existence were provided for by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and so That's that sentence that stands out. The the chapter opens with the simplest and most profound aspect of Christianity is found in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was upon the cross that he died as a sacrifice. All areas of human existence were provided for by grace, through faith, in Jesus Christ. Now, Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. That's Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Not perfect, but not forsaken. The simplest and most profound aspect of Christianity is found in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was upon the cross that he died as a sacrifice, or as Timothy says, a ransom for all. All areas of human existence were provided for by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ. Again, the scripture reference is 1 Timothy 2.6. Now, what I want to do here, uh, I just read the scripture. And then it says, the total man, spirit, soul, and body was recovered by the work of Jesus. Eternal salvation came by putting God's own life inside of us by the Holy Ghost. The light of his spirit flooded into the darkness that dominated our spirits. Our minds were given access to the very mind of God so that we can know his will, his plans, and experience the very peace and joy of God. I'm going to stop there. That's page 74. So I read basically from pages 72 to 74 out of this book, The Grace Factor. But here's what I want to look at. Looking at Isaiah 53, verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And then it says, Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now when I was reading that, it's something just jumped off the page at me as I started to look. It's like, well, surely he has. So you know that he has. Jesus has borne, has carried, taken our, our griefs and carried our sorrows. Your griefs and your sorrows, that's your thinking. That has everything to do with all of the mental, emotional pain that we have, the, the sadness, the sorrow, the breakups and the, and the disappointments and the betrayals and all of the emotions, the traumas that we go through this is I, I read a post somebody placed in, in facebook today that i just thought was so excellent She was talking about what it's like when you've come through a trauma when you are when you have been stricken to the bone if you will by the by something maybe a betray, betrayal slander lies all of the different things that people have to say and how it's so prone to just say oh just get over it just let god deal with it just it's just nothing Uh, Having been thrown away by somebody, and it took me seven years to even get to a place where I was willing to, to, uh, to, to consider the fact that I could be healed. I flinched every time I saw certain things. I had been betrayed to the bone. I mean, betrayed so much that I felt that I could not trust myself to say that I heard God or anything else. It was a very horrendous time. And when I read that, I was like, wow, she's so right what this woman is saying is so true but this right here isaiah 53 surely he has what i'm speaking right now is not a get over it quick thing but i'm saying to you this is the lifeline this is the tether that you can hold to and it can bring you out of these pits of despair. And you don't, we don't have to stay. But, but the time to put this in is in a time of peace. In a time when no one, right now I'm not necessarily traumatized. Do I have hurts? Yeah, sure I do. There are a lot of things that hit me, but this, for that level, this will help. And for the other times, I'm letting this word dwell in me forever, dwell in me richly, turn on a light, make a camp, uh, not just camp, but make a home here on the inside of me so that whenever, because the chances are good that there'll be another attack or something that will try to come at me. Well, these words start to build that shield up on the inside that says, no, God is protecting this part of me, protecting the vulnerable. I, I can be hit, I can, but I can be transparent to him and come out of these things faster because I will start to dwell on what he said more than what they say or what they did, the he, the she, the they, whatever it happens to be. He has borne my Greeks. And he has carried my sorrows, which means that there is a way of escape and Jesus is it. The grace of this delivering power has been extended to me. But we, when I don't think of him as having done that, when we esteem him or think of him as stricken by God, afflicted by God, this is the way they did. And I don't see him as the hero of my emotions then I can stay in this stuff. Now, why is this, uh, Pastor and I thought you were talking about prophetic friendships. I am. This is an element, this is a root on the inside of us that enables us, even in times of the crazy or when somebody is hurting and you hurt with them, you empathize, that you will listen for the voice of the word of God to be able to deliver what? A seed that is planted in the heart of the hurt one, of the wounded one. It may just be your actions. It may not be that you actually, it's not the time to take a platform and preach. It's the time to be a friend that is closer than a brother. This is where the covenant comes in. I am to be filled with the light of of the truth of God that will enable me to fight for you as well as fight alongside of you my friend. It's like I see what you're going through. Much of what I have to say, it will not be to you. It will be to those spirits. It will be in my prayer closet or my prayer chair. It will be some place where it's out of your hearing, but it's on your behalf. I will speak prophetically. I will prophesy to the wind. I will get the word of the Lord for you and speak it. You may only be able to hear three words, which I use a lot in that moment, and that is I love you. Another three words that I may say is I am here okay because friendship means in your falling i don't leave that's covenant i'm not going jesus it's the embodiment of what yeshua has said what god has said i will never leave you or forsake you the god in me now i physically may have to be someplace else but the god in me the prophetic ability to speak and declare and to decree that which he has spoken I won't leave you without that. I will leave those words. I will speak those words. I will release those words because that's the greater good. That's the having that something on the inside. That is that is having that that gift, that uh, be, that manifold grace of God, that speaking as the oracle, that ministering with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God is glorified through Jesus Christ. I'm going to reach that life in you. And we're going to, this is the fire that we're going to, to let burn, start to, to simmer on the inside of you and all around you to keep you warm. So that's um, some of what I got out of this book. How did you get that? The Holy Spirit talks to you. When you read book, words that are anointed, and the Spirit of the Lord talks to you, and you're able to walk through those things, so this is what I saw. Again, sure, he has borne it. But do you believe that? Do you do you take that to be true? Do you take it? You know that. Do you think that God is pleased when you go through hell? See, God is pleased that that, that, that the defeat for that has already taking place in that when you and I when we reach out to him that he's able to bring us through but if you think for one minute that God is applauding you going through horrible things like that's I'm so glad you're doing it it serves you right no he said I'll never leave you or forsake you so if you're going through the fire what did he tell Isaiah I will be with you and that's the thing so his fire is the greater fire I, I I I somebody needs this when you're going through a, a fire, a test or a trial and so the, the the fires of affliction and the fires of, of accusation and all of these things are coming at you. Do the, in the spirit the same thing you saw that happened with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They stepped into a hotter fire, the greater fire, the fire that was able to purify them and keep them safe all the while the destruction was around them. They were in the fire of God, which is his glory and his presence. And so therefore they were not even singed or burned. That's what Isaiah said. You're going to go through it. It's going to take you're gonna go through some things but if you will step into him the greater fire the greater glory the greater presence the greater truth the truth the word the person of God you're gonna come out of this thing you're gonna go through it but he said but you will not be burned this uh, uh, I speak to you man or woman of God you, this is what it is. It's a fiery trial, but there is a, a purification that will happen for you. You tell God, I'll step into your fire. I'll step into your presence and let you purify me. Let you burn these things out of me. Let you Let your truth confront the lies that I have walked in and that I still believe and that it's time for my coming out party coming out of the places of bondage and, and the religious mindsets and the old beliefs that have kept me bound and have kept me from moving forward i'm gonna let your fire do the work in me and lo- lord i'm not gonna walk away from you i'm gonna stay in it i'm going to stay in it because i understand that you have me i'm not it's not what i thought it was it's it, it, it's your presence that that if you will eclipses the things that the world, the church world or the this world or the that world was trying to do to me, I'm gonna step into the safety of the fire of God and allow him to do in me what he has called me to be and to do. And when you come forth beloved, love, you're gonna come forth as gold. And so I release that to whosoever it is. There's one specific person that is either, I don't know if you're watching now, but you'll be watching it, it'll be live to you when you see it. And this is what the father is saying. But there's others of you that you're going to say, you know what? I think I need to take that. And so carry it. Let the spirit of God lead you. Let him surround you. Let that fire come forth that will purify you, cleanse you, detoxify you. And at the same time, it deflects from the the, the arrows of the flaming arrows of the world or the accusers and all that. They won't ever touch you because his fire protects you grows you up and that's what I written here I didn't even know why I wrote it but it said fires come some to purify some to destroy it's your choice choose to let the fire of God be the preeminent have the preeminence in your life and the things that were sent to destroy you his fire will destroy in the name of Jesus all right let me see where we are I've got a few more minutes so let's uh continue on I'm going to stop and thank God for that I thank you for that word, Lord. I thank you for that word. I thank you for the way that you know who's listening and who needs what. And I praise you and I thank you that that word finds its target. It finds its place and it ministers your grace, the grace to overcome into the lives of the man and the woman of God. And to the individuals that are taking this word and making it their truth and allowing you to have place in them. Oh, I praise you that they come forth as gold. There is much gold, much gold, much gold that comes forth. The fires of affliction, the fires of accusation, all of the weapons formed against them. They have no power over your presence, Lord. And I bless you and I thank you for this in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well. Okay, so let me, <laughs> I want to read out of Kingdom 101. Um, I can't see your comments right now. So Frederick, if there's a question or anything else of that sort that's going on, Minister Frederick, then go ahead and, and please let me know about it. Um, but I do know that that was specifically for someone. And so I'm thankful to God that uh, that was able to take place. Now out of Kingdom 101, and of course I'm reading that of my own um. Copy. I was asking the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Well, what you know? What what's the thing for today? Is there something that I need to read from? And when I started kind of going through the book, I had been reading about the players getting played the day de- the games the demons uh, play, and things of that. the The games devils plays that chapter. I don't think these chapters are numbered, and about time to draw the line. And uh, so I would recommend for those of you that have the book and you're kind of using it as a textbook, and I have good news, I have, I'm have i working with someone, so the workbook will be coming uh, out this year for sure. But um, if you're using this kind of as a textbook even or as a reference uh, along with, and I, I'm really, actually I find that this is actually a really good book. <laughs> I was reading this like, man, this is good. And, and wow, I understand this. And, and that's such a blessing for me. But um, I want to read on from page, uh, I would say start from page um 136, which is where we'll actually go before that go to 134, the games devils play, and read it all the way through, if you can, to um page 154 and then keep going because the next chapter after that is the kingdom strategies of Jesus which I really we will get into but what I want to do is I want to just look at page 151 the screen of deception and ask the question how is it possible for us to be duped when we look at our lives through the earthly sensual and devilish lens we do not see the truth many of us have yet to rid ourselves of the doctrinal and empirical falsehoods we have cultivated in certain areas of our thinking we're still victimized or traumatized by events of the past when we first come to jesus we're pretty messed up in the way we live think and act in numerous cases we came to him because we were desperate destitute or dying if we live with the conviction that our natural human experience is the basis for reality then we are prone to automatically refuse to allow the supernatural power of god to enter into the dark places of our souls simply put we feel out of control when god changes our program and see that's what we were talking about not letting the prophetic in having your understanding darkened and refusing this is why truth must be your standard it has to be i will not lie to myself i will not allow myself to continue to to be deceived i'm just not going to do it i'm going to command truth and the spirit of truth in me he will reveal things, and I'm not going to flinch from it. I'm not going to back off and just say, never mind, Holy Spirit, it's okay. I'll figure it out. I'm not going to do that anymore, all right? Um, so here he says, face it, most of us are so used to living under the dictatorship of a crazed, tyrannical, demon spirit that we have a problem with people that live in the true freedom of God's kingdom. One way or another, sin has impacted everyone. Demonic spirits constantly taunt us with past mistakes or set us up to expect cycles of failure. Reasonings that continuously exalt man's wisdom, knowledge, and experience above God's wisdom and ability to work through his people are rooted in the sin of Lucifer, the one that wanted to exalt his throne above God's. And you remember that we were seeing that we were wounded or he was wounded. He he took on our sorrows and carried our griefs and our sorrows, but we esteemed him stricken of God. See, we've used a, a earthly, sensual, devilish judgment of seeing what it was like for Jesus and making it humanistic instead of seeing the spiritual intent. And that's because too many times we look at the things, the God thing, and we look at it through those eyes of the world, that mixture of this is just the way things are in the world. And it doesn't, that's not the kingdom way. So we reason, and exalt man's wisdom and knowledge and experience above God's wisdom. You see, that you can't do that. You think that God um does not have the ability to work through your his people because, because of the sin factor, and, and that has to be eliminated from the way that you reason. You're gonna have to take on the mind of Christ and reason the way that Jesus did, um, instead of the way um that, that the world wants you to. And I like that, Jenny. Um, I see this comment that they were thrown into the fire and the only thing that was burned were the bindings. The things that bound them up were destroyed. Thank you, sweet Jenny. That's Geneva, who is an awesome woman of God and a scribe that that has such a gift and the ability to take the words that God speaks through his ministers. And then she's able to put them in this poetic, powerful um, encapsulated or, or or summation of the things that he said. And so I, I I like that, yes. So see, going through the fire, they were thrown in. And the only thing that burned were the bindings and the things that bound them up were destroyed. You step into, his, into Holy Spirit, step into that fire and the things that are trying to come against you will be destroyed. See, she took it and said it so much better. I like that. Thank you, ma'am. Love you. Okay, um, so those are the things, here, here it says here look at the way the people well let me read that sentence again reasoning to continuously exalt man's wisdom knowledge and experience above god's wisdom and ability to work through his people are rooted in the sin of lucifer the one that wanted to exalt his throne above god's and he's still trying to do that look at the way the world thinks pretty much everything is rooted in negativity and here's a quick test to locate your present stance on the wisdom of god do you expect that any every anything that can go wrong in your life will go wrong why Murphy's law. Um, do you believe that people in business, government, education, and relationship will rise only as far as their respective levels of incompetence, Peter's principle? No. Those are principles from somebody that's not speaking for God. You see? Um, because that's not what he says. Do you manage your life with the subconscious thought that if good is going to come, you'll have to get it for yourself? See, there, you know, I, I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a self-made person, and I no, you're not. You don't even have the components to make yourself. How how are you gonna put your flesh together? How are you gonna put the blood together? How are you gonna mix all those ingredients and then put yourself in the womb of your mother? You're not self-made, knock it off. You see, because God doesn't say that. He says, no, you're God-made, if you're self-made, you're not let's just put it that way see the devil has trained us to believe these kind of secular humanistic things who gets to decide the criteria for incompetence satan makes it seem as though the king's ways are too unbelievable and too good to be true and then what does that say if it's too good to be true it probably is if it's a lie is what you gotta look at you gotta it has to pass the kingdom smell test okay um so if it's deep, if there's a lie in it it's not god that that's the standard change the standard is what we're saying do you know god's response that kind of thinking if you know his word if you hear his mind then you're going to you're going to do that that's, that's what you're going to move into i thought i was going to go into the other book and i don't, I want to read one more thing um in this last part and then we'll we'll be about ending okay i just dropped the book on the floor so, okay sorry about that all right so now out of this one establishing your course through the prophetic anointing there was one thing that i uh he i'm going through this and and as you all know i'm really in chapter five and we're still going to continue on with this but this is chapter five of establishing your course and it's talking about prophetic preaching and teaching now we've gone through some of this but where i want to go today is i'm looking at friendships and relationships i'm going to read from page 49 and page 50 where he says that prophetic preaching and teaching reveals heaven's word heaven's will and purpose not in a general way but intensely and thoroughly there are two kinds of people that prophetic ministry reaches those that it bothers and those that it blesses. so i'm talking to the people that are blessed by it okay um it bothers those who are hiding behind sin flesh wrong doctrines personal preferences or strongholds. It also bothers those who are hiding behind pride. Those that have a refusal to walk in the truth. You see, if you choose to stay in that, that deception, that's what sin, flesh, wrong doctrines, personal preferences, or strongholds are. Those strongholds are pride and, and deception and, 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 um, really it's pride and arrogance and, and entitlement and, and, and selfishness. It's all the, and all of those are sin. And, and, and so prophetic preaching doesn't simply give you something nice and fancy that can appeal to your head. And it also doesn't give you something that makes you look good in front of everybody. So if they're not prophesying something that ups your your uh what do you say, ups your price, then um, you know, you don't necessarily want it. I have a number of books I'm I'm going to be featuring um uh, you know, I have a, a book that I, I want to bring forth by Apostle Don Hughes um, within the next few weeks as well. And and honed a lot of other ones that, that, that I know through the loving unity movement and in books that I read outside of that. Y'all know I read a lot. But, um, you know, one thing, when I mention other people's books, when I talk about the things that they do, I'm, i 'm i I recognize something about their character it's not going to be so jumped up like hey yeah see i'm I'm the one they talked about me that they're so prideful and arrogant that that i, I well i wouldn't be reading the book anyway, but you know it's it, it's something that it's like yes, I honor you i honor dr baker when when her uh new book comes out when the release of her book comes out next month and i'm definitely going to talk about that book the spirit of the fear of the lord but you know what i know i know i can trust her i believe the same thing about dr barry i believe that about dr Don and all the others that will come through that these people these these men and women of god this woman of god and these men of god are honorable apostle calvin cook has written some books i, I want to get into and talk about they're honorable in that the fact that they are not going to be prideful but yeah you you reading my book it's more like wow you're reading the book. Wow, because the Holy Spirit spoke through that. That's, that. It's an honor to have the Spirit of God. What he said through me that I, I scarcely knew I knew, but he spoke it through me and he's showing himself to know how to promote his own message that he wants us to hear. See, that's what I expect is that the humility will cont- it continues on. And frankly, the same is true about me. I It took me a long time to even admit that I wrote the book, let alone want to read from the book. And so when I tell you this is a great book, I'm telling you after two years of the book being out, <laughs> uh, I just started opening it just a few weeks ago. Why? Because when you write a book, you have a tendency, and I'm an editorial consultant, so I'm going to definitely, you know, you can cr- critique and find fault. And yes, I have found some errors and things of that sort. But but you don't criticize the Holy Spirit. You take the heart of what he has to say. And you release it many of you when when Jenny, who I just talked about the things that she writes, it's like, Oh, my God. And I say that my God, because he speaks through her. And, and it's not something she's prideful about it's something that actually sometimes it's like kind of pull teeth trying to get her to release it. But but oh, when she does. You see you're blessed by it It, it, it's a pouring into somebody else and that's part of the prophetic release that i'm talking about taking the word of god and releasing it into the lives of other people so that they can be elevated so that they can be healed and made whole and brought to the places so that they can hear the voice of god clearly and make the changes and corrections let him do the things in our lives that he wants to do okay i'm almost out of time so let me go in here uh that was a good one i just got into that didn't i all right anyway what i want to point out here is this he says second he says prophetic preaching doesn't simply give you something nice and fancy that can appeal to your head just so that it never has to be dealt with or exposed when prophetic preaching comes out it deals with those things second prophetic preaching teaching does not bring condemnation but conviction condemnation pinpoints something and gives guilt without hope conviction pinpoints something and shows you a way out Hope is always associated with conviction. The other type of people, the prophetic preaching and teaching reaches of those who are blessed by it. These are those people with pure hearts and pure motives. It blesses those who are tender-hearted and teachable. See, that's very different from prideful. All right, tender-hearted and teachable, and that's what we want to be. Now, now let's look in the friendship. This is the relationship. This is the root the the, the the common the things that are rooted in the things of God, the things of the kingdom, and towards my friends and in every relationship. Tenderhearted and teachable. I want to still as a mom, I learned from my daughter. My daughter released a word on Sunday that blessed my heart so and in the assignment that she gave in our assembly, it stayed with me. Do you have the time? What is the quality of time that I spend with the Lord? And then there was something else I was kind of a little fretful over. And she's like, Mom, you're not seeing it, right? And the Spirit of the Lord, you know, I could hear him talking. So I said, okay, explain it. And once she did, it was like, wow, thank you for that. Because what you just did is pierce through a wrong belief, a wrong direction that I was going to go. I'm the mom, yes, but the Spirit, but she's my sister in the Lord. And if, when I know her as mom, I've got one kind of opinion. But when I know her by the Spirit, and I listened to the spirit speaking through her. I heard the voice of my friend, the Holy Ghost, talking to me through my daughter. That's what I'm trying to tell us. Relationships, the best friend we could ever have, the spirit of the living God speaks to us one to another. And yes, he can speak through the jackasses too. So uh, not I, whoever they may, whatever they may be. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm listening for the voice of my beloved. I'm listening for the voice of the one I love the most to speak out of me to you and then from you to me. So here, third, this is friendships and relationships and that's what I'll show you. I really do do things like this when I'm in the book. So right here I wrote, uh, right here I wrote uh, friendships and relationships because I could see where it was starting to come through. Third prophetic preaching and teaching blesses those who desire change in their life, not people who are stuck. Can you see the flow of friendship of relationship when prophetic teaching begins to go out or the prophetic utterance of the friend. It confirms things that the Holy Spirit has already been speaking to people. On the other hand, churches where the people are full of carnality and worldliness are set in their ways and they don't want to change. Relationships, you can take that word relationships and put that in there where he said churches. Relationships where the people are full of carnality and worldliness are set in their ways and don't want to change. That's what they are. I'll I'll have to modify it. Okay. He says. on the other hand, churches where the people are full of carnality and worldliness are set in their ways and don't want to change and relationships where the people are full of carnality and worldliness are set in their ways. And they don't want to change either. They don't want the God factor. They don't want the truth factor. they don't want the prophetic. They don't want the kingdom to come in because they don't want to change prophetic teaching will probably only irritate them rather than bring change or confirmation prophetic friendship relationship will only irritate those that do not want truth to come in that do not want to walk in the righteousness of God that do not want the connection that allows us to minister one to another and then through the, the, the forging of the, that those fires, going through that fire together, going through the purification together, going through whatever we've got to go through. This is the friend that is closer than a brother because of the blood, because of the, the quality of the relationship. So I'm saying there's a different sort of trench that we go through 21st century believers in Christ Jesus. There's a different kind of, it's a whole different assault from the from the demonic realm through the people of this world, but when we group, lock arms together in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to to the equip, being equipped to do this thing and speak prophetically, it's 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 just really important. It's it's talking to a friend and they're talking, well, this is going on and that's going on, and I'm listening. In the spirit realm, and I hear the Holy Spirit say, "It's because of such and such. It's because this." Or you look in the realm of the spirit, and you see something trying to afflict them. You see the little irritating demonic fly or whatever bug trying to come upon them, and you're able to speak it. You're able to decree a thing. You're able to pray for your friends. You're able to take them by the hand, and and everything is not um, super spiritual okay by which i mean that you have to act all ethereal and out of this world and 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 talk so strange you know like I'm, to me lost in space beautiful handsome this and ah the spirit of god No, don't go new age stupid okay what i'm saying to you is that you can speak the word in season release the word of the king and be the friend that you were there for. I, am, I used to tell people, sometimes it's better for me to be your pastor than to be your friend because I can be tough on my friends. But I didn't realize that what I was saying is I don't mean tough on your flesh. I mean, I can be very irritating if you want to stay in carnality and I'm speaking truth. I mean, same as it cuts both ways. If, if, if I'm, I am I look forward to, to um, being in my courtship when that time happens. You know why? Because we're going to find out just how much Uh, The word of God matters versus how you look and how you smell and how you sound, and all of those other things that are so beautiful and wonderful in their place. But give me a friendship, give me a courtship, give me a marriage relationship, give me a parenting, uh, a a ministering, uh, whatever ship I'm on. I want it to be the kingdom standard. I don't set that standard we follow the pattern that has already been established and I think just for like because we're coming up on some fun things I think it's fun to be and this is this is in relationship with all of my friends but how fun it is for me to be able to speak a word that I know comes from scripture and to be in the company of people That know the reference point we speak a language that stirs our hearts and brings light into the atmosphere so to be one that loves this word of god that that loves the things that the spirit of the lord is saying and loves to read from the from the poetic and love to read from the instructional and then to be able to talk to someone that knows scriptures that i they never hit me the same way they hit somebody else and to get that divine revelation that impartation that they will give from what God revealed to them and i'm able to go back into my own place with the spirit of the Lord and say can you open that up to me some more i have some things that when i spend some time with friends that i'm going to be able to share that um i know that i trust that they're going to take it and they're going to open it up and they're going to bring you know something new to it and so that's basically it tonight. Um, it was really friendships and relationships that are formed by God. This is the relationship that you want. You want this and everything. And that does not mean, please don't take it to the extreme of thinking that means, well, if it wasn't formed by God, I probably need to dump you. No, you don't. What you do is you go back to the Spirit of God and say, How do you want? See, this is the key right here. Thy kingdom come and will be done? Yes, because the kingdom of God is in me. So since I'm here and the kingdom of God is within, the kingdom is here. Your will needs to be done. How do you want the will of the God, of the king to be manifested through this kingdom vessel? That's how you look at it. And then be willing to change and then do the change. You know, am I still relating to people according to my weakness? Am I attracted to that particular man? Because I think he'll validate me and the eyes of all the weasels that threw me away. <laughs> am I... And am I picking this caliber of, of, of friend female friends if you will because they they seem to be more prone towards um um you know the the higher lifestyle or they're more high-end kind of people and and I want to be associated with that I want to be considered that no see no none of that okay because if that's what I'm thinking now if that's what you're thinking it's like well holy spirit I think I'm thinking wrong yes you are and so I'll I'll submit myself to be Detoxified. I'm gonna give you this weakness I'm gonna give you this pride I'm gonna give you this pain I'm gonna give you this hurt Uh, I used to have that issue okay I'm really done but okay whoever you are I'll give this to you I had this issue where uh, it was it was very important to pick a certain type of man and he looked a certain way and he was this and that and the other Um, I, I don't know that I necessarily really liked it as much as I told myself I did but the whole point of it was that it would tell it would show somebody else that had dumped me or mistreated me or threw me away or rejected me or whatever see i can I can catch something like this, which is much better than you well, it really wasn't because it was attracted to my malfunction more so than how I functioned, and I myself was not seen clearly. Because I was still dealing from that wounded place and I'm still dealing from a need to be validated. As long as I have a need to be validated or to show everybody that ever hurt me or rejected me or mistreated me that, see, I can get something better than you. And I'm attracted to the way he looked because, um, you know, because others will think that he looks really good. And yeah, he looks good to me too, but he wasn't good to me and wasn't good for me because he wasn't connected to my calling and not connected to my uh if you will uh, assignment is one of the ways to say it mission is another way to say it um those are, are some of the things but m- what i've been commissioned to do you see there's a there's an assignment for the finish of our lives there are things that god has called us to do in our friendships our marriages our parenting uh skills our ministerial skills every aspect of us we're all part of something bigger so i want Yes, I want to get it right, but I'm not anxious over it. Because when you follow him and walk with the Lord, then you find that he opens those doors. But I, I want to caution whoever you are, if you think you found the one, you better find out if they can really go with you. Thank you, Frederick. I'll take that word purpose. You need to find out if they're bringing out the part of you that is your greatest strength that God wants to bring out. It's it's never your judgment or mine. He looks good to me though, Lord. You know, I, can't you work with him and bring him about? And Or you know what, if you work through me, I can help him. I can help him to be, no, 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 no. See, all of that is trying and it's going to be painful. I, I'm going to just tell you that. It's going to be painful, whoever you are. It's going to be painful. You be, you're getting warnings and you're not heeding them. Because your old pride and your old wounds are speaking so loudly that you have not let Holy Spirit touch that part. And I'm going to ask you to, if you really are what you say you are in Christ, then let him in. And then just don't be afraid to let go. I I understand it. I've been there. Don't be afraid to let it go because otherwise you're going to wreck. And it's a distraction. It's not the call. That's what I'm going to sell you, lady okay, and for anybody else that needs to hear it, but he's not what he appears to be, he's not, he's not real for you, he's not right, he's not right, so there you go, all right, so that's that, and Father, I praise you, I take that word for myself, and whosoever will hear it, and allow it to be both female and male, but let it be in all of us that belong to you, that we will allow your word, and your spirit, and your plans and your pleasure for our lives to have preeminence over everything else that we think and that we're willing to trust you and to let go of it just because you say to and not go around thinking that was the best or whatever it is and i thank you for that in jesus name so okay now i'm really done i want to thank you so much for joining us tonight if you did not catch apostle baker's message really telling it like it is or tell it tell it, tell it like it is really telling it like it is you can find it on the more than enough ministries page on facebook and she ministered dynamite last night uh if you also um, there's a new program that just started and it it's on it's um, from the dominion unlimited page it's also found on youtube and it also broadcasts from loving unity and it's called divinely designed 21st century men women 20 for not men yet but divinely designed 21st century women and it's myself along with five very wonderful women of god that are we're coming together we just did our first program and it's a weekly one and so we invite you to join us on mondays at 7 p.m pacific standard time uh, from again dominion unlimited facebook page or the loving unity Uh, broadcast page or on YouTube under dominion unlimited and you'll get a chance to see something fun and coming up in just a couple of weeks there's another program that's going to be debuting and uh, I'll tell you more about it as we get closer so this is my live broadcast for the month of January by the way so I've already told you blessed happy new year and all those things and when I get back into my um ministering just from the house prayerfully it won't be um it won't be four videos all put together but what minister frederick has done is if it is four videos he fuses them together and you can watch them on the on youtube he has a page called communion and you are able to see those so i i know he's going to post all of that stuff up the next time that next week of course i'll be here but um it will most likely it will it won't be live it will be by way of my um sitting in front of the camera, but I will be with you again, uh, live on Wednesday, February the 23rd. Uh, meantime, I'll see you. I'm going to get some more of the blood of Jesus, uh, the powerful voice, of the blood of Jesus teachings. Those are going to be uploaded soon. And then I'm going to do another little teaching. It's not so little, but we're going to talk about healing in the life of God. And uh, I got a couple of different things that are stirring in my spirit, and we're going to also talk about uh, moving into things, the supernatural things, and that's kind of another Kingdom 101 kind of thing. So we've got some different teachings, and I'm also looking forward to some of the other ministers from our ministry uh, doing some things also on this page So we expect to expand and to grow. And having said all that, I've got so much more to say that it's time for me to shut up. So I'll be keeping this here for about a good another 15 minutes. So uh, astounding love it's wednesday night our bible study so we receive the tithes and the offerings from those of you that are doing that and um others that choose to if you'd like to give into the ministry we don't turn you down not by any means we bless all the finances father we thank you that we receive uh the seeds that are sown and that they multiply back in the direction and the desires that you have for each of them i speak the blessing over every man woman boy and girl tonight i thank you father for the healings that go forth over the um for the, the daring, the prophetic that has entered into a place and it has just challenged the works of darkness and the lives of those that have been watching. And so there's an unsettledness that will stay with you until you allow the Spirit of God to um minister grace to you and administer the the deliverance that you have need of it is his desire for all of us to be whole for us to walk in the in the principles and in the teachings and the nurturing and the admonition of his word and of his truth and so i release that to you i you will be unsettled until you let him in submit yourself to god as 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 an obedient child and resist the devil and the devil will run away god won't run away don't turn away from him. I release the love of God, the astounding love of God into your lives. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you in the mighty, powerful, lovely name of Jesus. I am Pastor Lundsey Lee of Astounding Love a Global Church Fellowship, and it's been my honor tonight to bring you Kingdom 101 Relationships. I give thanks to God also for Dr. Barry Cook and all of his writings. I definitely give praise to God, to the Holy Spirit for releasing these truths to us, and we'll see you next time. I love you so much. Good night.